hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day today, and I'm sure you guys have all seen a lot of stuff that was going on with the election yesterday and the amount of coincidental, in my opinion, downright bold-faced election fraud yesterday was unprecedented. Uh, I mean, if you guys have seen anything about the voting machines going down, I've never witnessed this in my lifetime, all the way from Georgia to Texas to New Jersey to California, not much as California, Arizona, primarily Republican-controlled states, all suddenly having their voter machines going down and having continual issues throughout the day and some of them into the night. Maricopa County was one of the worst. There were numerous, numerous videos that were being posted all over social media where people were standing in line with their ballots. And blatantly, the uh, individuals that were at the ballot boxes were saying, well, you just need to put them in box number three. It's a backup box. In the event that this happens and the machine goes down, everybody just needs to put their ballots in there. And this happened all over the country. The more I researched it, the more I found last night of it popping up. And what's interesting about it is that this is unprecedented. How in the world do you have one job and you fail at your job? And the majority of these were all Dominion voting machines, by the way. And then to add insult to injury, numerous areas, and primarily, again, in Republican red-controlled areas, suddenly started running out of paper. Now, this is the one that I really, really got to the point where this is just downright bold-faced thievery. You have a X number of voters that you plan on coming out. You have registered voters that are in the area. You figure you're going to add 10 to 20 percent on top of that to make sure if there's any overages or damages, and you will have plenty of paper for that situation. Now, here's where it comes into play. This is one specific night, one specific platform, specific numbers, specific times. This is all set up in advance so they can make sure they're prepared for voting. I saw this in Las Vegas. I saw this in Arizona. I saw this over in Atlanta. All of a sudden, just randomly running out of paper now. The voting machines, they couldn't keep down long enough, so they ran out of paper. There's only two scenarios you have happen with that. Either A, you intentionally reduce the amount of paper that was in the situation, in in the voting area, lower than the expected voter turnout because you wanted to make sure you suppressed voters, or B, you had so many extra voters that were not on the roll because they're illegal that they overwhelmed it and basically they did not have enough paper to handle the situation. There's only two scenarios with that. You're not that inept. This doesn't happen. I've seen enough elections now. You're just running out of paper and the machine happens to go down and everything continues to fail all in primary Republican voter areas. It was very uh, interesting to see because, of course, you know, areas like Florida and Ohio, we absolutely smoked it last night for the most part. And but then, you know, Florida and Ohio really haven't had their massive thievery yet. We have very, very, very staunch voting you know, rules here. But in other areas that you saw, like in Pennsylvania, I mean, you had John Fetterman, who's never held a job and can't even really form a sentence. Somehow he won Pennsylvania. You had Colorado lose over here. You had Georgia. I mean, all these areas, all of a sudden, you had the Witch of Eastwick won Michigan again. All these areas now suddenly had this communistic voting turnout when everybody pretty much in 
the world sees that everything's starting to fall apart at the seams by the individual communists that have been running the show behind the scenes and they've been voting for. So it was something that I expected to have happen. I never expected it to be to this extent where they're going to go so bold-faced to start running out of paper ballots and having voting machines going down suddenly. Uh, that, to me, I, I never expected to be that bold-faced. I mean, you can't get much more obnoxious in your face. Oh, by the way, uh, sorry, you can't put your vote in right here. You need to put it in box number three. Uh, that's the that's the paper shredder box. Oh, 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 I mean that that's that's the safekeeping box. We're gonna hand vote that. Just just put it in there, and you you have our word. It'll stay safe. Unbelievable what we saw last night. And what I've seen coming into the morning here. Again, as I said, I didn't I wasn't surprised. Florida turned pretty hard as far as staying red. I was disappointed that you know we had this complete communist in the school board here continue to retain her position surprisingly enough because of her pr stunt she's done with handicapped children she's very smart about making sure she did that to keep her pr up uh but again when you have it remember like they said before it's not it's not who runs it's not who votes it's who counts the ballots and if you come up with enough excuses on why people can't get their ballots secured, I guess you know we've taken a new level now. Run out of ballots and break the machines all at the same time in all the Republican areas, and uh, I guess nobody will notice now. So sadly enough, this is what we expected to an extent, but quite frankly, they showed us now that their treasonous behavior knows no bounds with these coincidences that suddenly occurred all across the country, all at the same time, Dad. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's a mess. It's exactly what happened, exactly what we told her about was going to happen. I mean, you had massive fraud in the same states that they had massive fraud in the last time because they haven't yeah. been fixed. <laughs> you know, nothing changed. I mean, last night, I go to the doggone precinct, right? And I'm talking to people in line. I can't find one person who speaks English. Just thought I'd mention that. The line is like 50 deep outside, blowing wind, trying to rain. I had to go back and get a jacket on from the house because it's only a block away from my house. I came back out there, and I, was, I tried to find somebody else who spoke English. Nobody spoke English. Nobody. Zero people in line when I was at voting last night spoke English that I could find. Or they were just ignoring me and not speaking back or whatever, but I couldn't find anybody who spoke English. And then I got there. And, you know, I stand in line. I finally get in. And they give me my ballot. I take my driver's license. They wish me happy birthday because it was my birthday yesterday, which is, you know, really kind of weird being November the 8th because you end up many times being on your election day as far as the, your birthday. And, and, what, and, and so I, I go to vote and I get the machine. The machine's broken. I can't run my machine or my ballot through the machine to count it. We're sorry. The machine is down. I said, what? I said, I don't like this at all. I said, this is not okay. They're sending a technician out to fix the machine. It's broken. Just stick your box, your ballot inside this box down here, and we'll take and run them all through, and we'll count them all later. Don't worry. We'll be honest. We'll do it right. It'll be me and another guy. And I'm like, I said, no. I said, this isn't okay. I want my vote counted. Uh, sorry, the machine's broken. I'm here, right? I mean, my precinct, one block from my house, machine's broken. And so either they're running out of ballots, and I don't know why they want paper. I guess they can print up results, or if the paper, if the ballots, are, or they're talking about running out of paper, they're running out of ballots. I mean, what the heck was that all about? The biggest turnout I have ever seen for a midterm election. I mean, it was it was packed outside, and then basically it was packed outside until they closed, until the rain started and people started, you know, crunching on the inside. And I thought to myself, huge turnout 
all Hispanic voters, but yet Polk County still carried the you know the bulk of the people that were basically Republicans, which is good because they can't really do too much to us, I guess, unless they try to go in and try to hack the machines with their technician coming in, if that's even possible, if they were going to do that. I'm speculating at this point. But here's the thing. All those other states, they had all the voting fraud in, hey, whatever. And I, I tell you guys, it's, it's like Austin just said. It doesn't matter who you vote for, who counts the ballots. And it's what Stalin said. That's a story from Stalin. It didn't matter. You know, and, and they give you this illusion of freedom by giving you people to vote for. It's like Austin said with Fetterman. The guy can't even complete a sentence. Some people are saying now he's going to step down as soon as he gets in. And his wife's going to take over. She's from Brazil, and she's an illegal immigrant. The guy can't even talk, and yet he beats Oz. I mean, really? I mean, it's ludicrous. The people, the people in Pennsylvania, I know a lot of them up there. They're pretty doggone smart. They don't, they don't do stuff like this, and it doesn't make a difference, does it? And then he said the, the wicked witch of Eastwick gets to go back into Michigan up there. I mean, it's just unreal that we end up with these groups of people that continue to stay in power through the World Economic Forum, I may add, and their support by George Soros and all the rest that I talk about all the time and the hacking of the United States and the taking down of our republic one piece at a time. And they continue to erode our rights, God-given rights, by putting people into elected positions that have absolutely no authority to be there and didn't win the elections. It just is what it is. And so – what did Benjamin Franklin said? If voting really mattered, they wouldn't let you do it. <laughs> they wouldn't give you the right to do it. That's from hundreds of years ago. And we need to realize this constant you know, pandering and this constant you know, giving money to these special interest groups and this constant putting people into who they want to have in power. This is this something that just happened in the last two or three weeks or last two or three years, last two or three months? And now they're using Trump basically as this, this catalyst hatred to say, oh, the reason that the people lost in these states is because of Donald Trump. Now, mind you. He's a big mouth narcissist megalomaniac. Oh, gosh, this about sums him up, doesn't it? Who basically likes to screw other guys' wives. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. Okay. And so, so, so he, he, he's awful. You know, and so, you know, why in the world did the, did, the, did the Christians ever put him in after they realized after he got in the first time how bad he is? And why does anybody ever go to his rallies anymore? He's still promoting Operation Warp Speed and the doggone kill shot. Doesn't that make confuse anybody besides, you know, me and Austin and, and our listeners? Why would people support a guy that's done stuff like this? And a lot of the candidates he back up got their bottoms handed to him last night. But is that because they support they were they were Trump backed by Trump or whatever? And then he said, "This was interesting." His quote last night something about Donald about DeSantis, and he goes, "If DeSantis runs, I'm paraphrasing this, uh, it's going to hurt him very very badly because I know everything there is to know about Ron DeSantis, and I know as much about him as his wife does." And you're basically implying that if Donald, if Ron DeSantis runs against Trump, that he's going to go ahead and disclose all of this stuff about DeSantis. Now, whether it's true or not, whether Trump has that information or not, I don't see why he wouldn't have it because he was the president of the United States and he did back DeSantis to start with. But does that mean he's going to completely and totally just destroy Ron DeSantis for his own ego so he can be back in the White House again? Or 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 do they want Trump back in the White House? Is that who they want to put back in? To keep this constant friction on both sides? I mean, this the, you know, guys, I sit here and I just shake my head. And I go, you know, this is mind-boggling to me that we have a situation in our country that the Christians have stood down because of the Johnson Amendment. The Catholic Church has stood down because of the infiltration of the Masonic Lodges back into the 60s with Vatican II and the infiltration of the doggone Vatican Church by, you know, literally hundreds, if not thousands, of pedophile priests. They were basically put there to destroy the Catholic Church, destroy the reputation of the Catholic Church. 
We have an international banking cartel that's taken over our money supply over 110 years ago. And we've got them running around doing whatever they want to do through the World Economic Forum. And the Christians remain silent. Let me ask you guys a question. I'm, I'm going to get, get a little bit you know, aggravated here for a second. You know, talk to your pastors. And I know some of them are deacons. And some of their deacons and some of their elders are Masonic Lodge guys. I got that. And some of your pastors are probably Masonic Lodge guys, too. You need to find that out. If they are, you need to quickly vacate that church. And if, you're de- and if your church is being run by deacons and elders who are Masonic guys, you need to vacate that church. And you ask them a question, why won't you discuss what's going on in the country? And the Johnson Amendment is toothless. It's toothless. I mean, why won't the church go in and do something and say, we're going to talk about this now. This is not okay. Why won't the pastors in the pulpits? And I realize there are a lot of good pastors listening to the show, and they talk about this stuff. So I'm not picking on those guys. A lot of, a lot of pastors have a lot of chutzpah. They, they're pretty tough. Okay, And they're going to get up in the pulpit. They're going to talk about this. But what about the rest of you guys? Really? How far down the slippery slope into hell does the United States have to fall before you decide to stand up and basically say something? Remember Bonhoeffer over in Germany? Dietrich, I believe it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he said basically, uh, you know, how far does it have to go? First they came for the Jews, then they came for the Christians, and they came for the Protestants, and they came for the Gypsies, or whatever he said, something like that. And now they're going to come for us. Now they've come for me. And you know, he said, you got to stand up against this stuff. We have the authority the God-given authority from the Most High God to change all of this stuff as Christians. We have the covenant that we have with Jesus Christ through his blood to the Most High God to the point that we can literally change the fabric of space-time if we understand who we are as a Christian. We can take the country back. The first century church, 12 apostles, right, basically took over the entire Roman world within a few hundred years and changed the entire Western civilization for thousands of years and put it under Christ. Now, they got really corrupt. I got I to admit that. They got really corrupt. They started selling get-out-of-hell-free cards with indulgences and all the rest of the stuff. I'm going to say that some more slowly because some of you have never heard me say that before. The way they built their giant cathedrals in Europe, and I've been through a bunch of them, so is Austin, is they started selling indulgences. In other words, a person would come and they say, I think my mom's in hell. I think my father's in hell. I think my uncle's in hell. I don't know what to do. And the priest would say, if you give us your estate when you die, if you give us all of your money, then what we'll do, we'll give you an indulgence and we'll allow your person basically not to have to stay in hell. Okay, So you get a, you get a get out of hell free card if you give us all your stuff. <laughs> and yes, the Catholic Church got that corrupt. And that's when Martin Luther finally had a nook of it, enough of it, and said, I'm not doing this anymore. And he put that treatise up on that on that, wall, on that, on that, ch- that chapel without church's door, said, this is nuts. We're not going to do this, and this is all wrong. It's not based on biblical principles. Of course, they put him, put him on a hit list <laughs> to have him killed, and he basically lived the rest of his life in exile and in hiding. And then he turned around and just took the doggone Bible, which was all in Latin and, and all in Hebrew and all in Greek. And this guy was, this guy was smart, and he translated it into German. And it was the first big translation of a Bible was into German because he wanted the, the human beings, the people in Germany to be able to read the Bible. So one of the reasons I've become Lutheran again. Now there's multiple, you know, sects of the Lutheran church. You know, I'm part of the Missouri Senate sect, which is super ultra conservative, but they still won't talk about politics. And I've talked to my pastor about that, who I really like. He's a good friend. And apparently I guess they have the edict from the top that they're not supposed to be doing that because they're above the fray as far as the, how should I say, political realm because they're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ and they're getting people saved and they're making sure they go to heaven. And I see what they're saying. Since we're only here for a little while, what's more important, our political affiliations and what we believe in or the fact that we're saved and we get to spend eternity with God? 
right? I'd have to agree that spending eternity with God in heaven is more important than our political affiliations. But it doesn't mean that it's not important when we watch our country get pushed into the bowels and the pit of hell through transgenders, through basically this incredibly abhorrent lifestyle that these guys are involved in. As far as these weirdos and these people have these swinging lifestyles, including Jerry Falwell Jr., by the way, and all of the other stuff that they do, and they basically are an abomination to God Almighty. So we have to ask ourselves a question. Where are we going to go from this? Where are we going to do – how are we going to do this? How are we supposed to be – how, how in-depth do we have to be? Okay, here, here's how – here's my layout. Number one, it's, it's, it's the German plaque that I've read you so many times. Two principles of life that can never be broken, pillars, foundations of life, prayer and work. We've got to pray like it's all up to God, which I do every day. And I had a great prayer time again this morning. Tell I'm energized. I just really love praying for you guys and praying for my family. And the other one is, you know, work. We've got to pray like it's all up to God, and we've got to work like it's all up to us. It's kind of a German work ethic, so to speak. And it's also a work ethic that all Christians should have. And so you need to be actively involved in all of this stuff, all of it, your school board meetings. And then we have that one liberal stay on the school board, which is just an abomination to me. Like Austin said, big PR person, you know, and so she's basically pushing this thing with the handicapped children. Now, don't get me wrong. I think handicapped children should be taken care of. I really do. we got a bunch of about one in 30 now are basically autistic, and they need help. A lot of them have learning disabilities because of the mercury and the aluminum. Remember, if a child gets that hepatitis shot at birth, which they give routinely to everybody, unless you absolutely pitch a little bit and don't let them give it to your baby when it's born – you have to be like 800 pounds to effectively absorb the mercury in that. It's a nightmare what they're doing to these children. And that massively dumbs them down. It massively destroys the, the IQ scores. And let's throw the fluoride on top of that. Even Harvard Public Health has said the fluoride lowers IQ scores in children. I mean, don't, you know, the other day I had a friend come over. And uh, she came over with her son, and, and we were talking. She's a listener to the show. I've known her. She's a realtor here in town, and I've known her for 15, 15 years or so. And, and I took my distiller apart because they were asking me about bottled water. And I, and I showed them what happens inside of a distiller and how unbelievably contaminated it gets with calcium carbonate. And, and they both looked at me, and they said, we never thought like this was possible. And, I, and they had my whole distiller like filled with calcium, right? I said, this would have been in my arteries and in my joints and in my soft tissues had I been drinking it. I mean, it's, it's a, you can go to the video. Go to the, we have, I have a video of this posted on the website. You can look at it. It'll, I'll show you the exact same thing I show them because I have all these people come by all the time. They're listeners and they're friends. They come by. They say hi all the time. And, and, and the thing about this is, is that, you know, if you know you're going to eat rock and drink rock, <laughs> which is what this is, and it's going to build up in your soft tissues, why do you want to do that? I mean, get a distiller. Heck, if you, don't, if you can't afford a distiller, go to the grocery store and get you some glass jugs or some BPA-free plastic jugs and find a reverse osmosis machine. Most grocery stores have those. They have the water, and you can buy a gallon of water for like a quarter, like a, like a quarter, right? And, and go get 10 of those jugs, fill up 10 gallons of water, bring it home, and when you run out of it, fill it up again. I used to do that until I got tired of going to the grocery store and running out of water all the time, and I bought a distiller that I've had now for – Almost 40 years. Well, the second is my second one. They last, they last about 20 years apiece. And so the crazy part about all of this stuff is you sit back and you look and you think, well, what does it take? Well, I drink. I have people say to me all the time, well, I drink. I drink well water. 
Guys, I'm filtering well water. It's going through two. It's going through a sediment cartridge and a five micron charcoal block before it goes to my distiller, and I still pull all that stuff out of it. Not to mention the pesticides and the chemicals and all the other stuff that are basically infiltrated into the water supply now because of all the use of Roundup and Atrazine and Asulox and, and Basagran and all the other chemicals that people use on their stupid grass. I'm sorry. I used to have a beautiful yard. I don't anymore. It's a it's a it's a it's a weed pit. <laughs> it's all it is. And I don't care the weeds won. I'm not pouring this junk into the aquifer anymore. I'm not pouring it into the freshwater lakes here in Florida. I refuse to. It's destroying the fish. It's destroying the, the aquatic life. It's destroying the muscles that clean the water. It's destroying everything because this stuff is poisonous. Look at all the people that are dying from Roundup now. Look at the 20 different types of cancers that have been caused by Roundup. I mean, why would you possibly want to spray this junk, have it get into the water, have the fish basically get it into their system, and then go catch a fish and eat it? I mean, I mean seriously. And think about it this. If in the event that you do have a – massive cataclysmic event that basically destroys the, the, the supply chains for basically food, which they're saying that and keep saying that, keep saying that, then why would you want to poison the very fish supply that you're supposed to be eating if that happens? It doesn't make any sense why people do stuff like this. And when I finally had the epiphany of this, it's been 20, 20, 25 years ago, I said, I'm done. I'm done with the chemicals. I'm done with spray. That's why you use salt. It's just, you know, I figured, well, it's, it's a little more pricey doing it that way. It's a little bit more, a lot time intensive. And it's a little bit more harder having to get into the beds and pull the weeds and because you can't put salt in the beds, you'll kill all the other plants. But at least I'm doing something for the ecosystem. That's that's the true green agenda, isn't it? To stop putting poison into this soil, putting poison, you know, into the atmosphere, you know, via chemtrails. That's the green what the green agenda should get agenda should be, that we're not gonna have to poison the planet any longer because of government geoengineering. We've got another man-made hurricane coming over Central Florida today. I guess it's another big punishment for us voting uh, Republican. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But they can control these storms. You know that. The patents are all out there with Eastman and all the rest of them. They have the ability. It's called geoengineering. They have the ability to control and direct and to steer hurricanes. And people say, well, that's not true. Yes, it is. This technology has been around for 50, 60, 70 years. And all I do is fine-tune it, fine-tune it, fine-tune it, fine-tune it. I talked about it last week. The sea-based radar domes and the Gwen towers and the cell-based towers and the, and the Doppler radar systems and all the energy fields they could push out and how they steer things. I talked about it. I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday show last week, and when I when I talked about the space fence, you know, when I went through that book by Elena Freeland. Listen to those shows. Last week, the, all of last week's shows were good. They're all primers, but Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday were green shows that I did years ago that really tie a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together. I had another one of our listeners sent me a letter yesterday. Gosh, you guys are wonderful. Thanks, by the way. Thank you for all the birthday greetings. I'm pretty sure I've I've got – I said thanks to everybody who sent me an email. It was wonderful. Thanks so much. I really, really appreciate it. It was the highlight of my evening. It really was, just reading all those letters. I thank you for that. And but the, the one lady said, she was talking about Germany and Hanover and Hochdeutsch and Plattdeutsch and different types of German and dialects and all this. I believe she's German, if I remember right. And uh, she said, period, the Ted Nostrum Brewer show, best show on the on, on period, on, on, available on radio, on podcast today. Thank you for that. And, and I, again, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by that. All I try to do is be led by the most high God. That's all I try to do. That would be the great I am. Well, by the way, he's got a son who's part of the triune Godhead. His name is Jesus, and he has another part of him called the Holy Spirit that infuses you and changes you and allows you to become anything you want to be through Christ. Listen to what Jesus says to you guys. Listen to what the Holy Spirit says. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. 
for all things are possible through God. If God is with you, who can be against you? God plus one is always a majority. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus, for he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. And through him, through his blood that I talked about in depth last week, we create a blood covenant with the most high God, the ruler and the creator of the universe who's omnipresent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Always remember that. Wow. Austin, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, what's your next story? You made a very, very valid comment there, and I've never really thought before. You know, we're talking always about this green agenda and climate change and going green and going green, and everything needs to go natural and green. We need to save the planet, save the planet. Why hasn't anybody at all brought up the topic of atrazine and glyphosate and all these other herbicides that are absolutely ruining, ruining? The agricultural world, not to mention contaminating every single water supply, like you said. Dad and I have been on the same page with glyphosate for years. Once I started seeing what it did to things, once I started looking at the research, what it does and some of those herbicides do to the the bugs, the frogs, the, all the animals, the reptiles. I mean, it's, it's, everything dies off, and I've watched it personally in my life because I lived on Lake Arietta growing up, which is one of pretty much one of the last cleanest lakes in central Florida. I mean, it was it, Pristine. It's almost like a you know spring growing up out there. And I've watched now as more and more houses have been built and more and more people continue to spray everything in Roundup. And people have this illusion like you can spray Roundup around your lakefront. You can spray it in your yard and you can spray it in your driveway. And suddenly it's just not going to contaminate anything. It just stays right where it's at and never goes anywhere. Everything runs off in the lakes. Everything runs downhill. Water runs by gravity. It's very difficult to control water and make it go uphill. <laughs> doesn't usually work real well unless you have a pump. And so what's happened is now all the lakes have been slowly, slowly contaminated with more runoff from the roads, more asphalt, more oil, more contaminants like glyphosate. And you go out in the lake now and the fishing's minimal, minimal at best. We used to go out in the lake when I was younger go off the dock. And you could see, you could see bass beds where basically bass would be laying their eggs back in the day i mean you see them right right at the bottom 10 12 feet down the bottom of the lake see them fish around hanging out go fishing all the time out there now you hardly see any anything everything's started to dry up and the lakes have become extremely dark extremely murky constant issues with algae bloom and all these other issues now and dad's exactly right if we're going to be talking about going green we're talking about being green for the environment and saving the world, why hasn't any single person talked about all these different herbicides that are constantly being sprayed all across the globe on a regular basis? The answer is because it's not about going green. It's not about saving the planet. That is literally at the bottom of their priority list. It's all designed to be used as an excuse to try to tax and control more people. So I brought up yesterday the United Nations saying the wealthy countries need to start paying climate reparations now. Climate reparations. How do you come up with something that asinine and expect people to actually even listen to you without laughing you out of the room? Well, it's because that's what they continually do. Remember, remember what Goebbels said in World War II. If you tell the lie long enough and you make the lie big enough, eventually everybody will start to believe the lie. No matter how crazy the lie is, no matter how asinine the lie is, people will start to believe it. Just like right now, you're seeing that the funeral companies are starting to become record profits all across the country now. 
I was reading an article earlier here, and they said uh, Service Corporation International, the largest for-profit for- funeral operator in the North America, had its quarterly earnings call. SCI had another great quarter. Though so far in 2022, the company has made almost $500 million in profit, up over 15% over its record high before. That's interesting, isn't it? Because supposedly everybody's supposed to be, you know, done with COVID now, but we're suddenly having these record high deaths all across the country, yet none of it's getting brought up in mainstream media. And what's interesting, you start doing the research here, you start seeing that the record profits in the funeral companies are going through the roof and the record payouts from uh, basically life insurance are going through the roof at the same time. Well, how could this possibly happen? Because everybody's supposed to be extremely healthy, right? Everybody's safe and effective after they got the COVID shot. Well, the answer is resounding no. It's complete opposite. It's causing all types of issues all across the board. I've known multiple people now that have gotten these shots that are now coming down with these very strange issues, random things with their thyroid, random things with their pancreas, random things with their kidneys. They're perfectly healthy. And a lot of these, a lot of these people I know, they're not, they're not like they're old people. A lot of them are their 30s and 40s. All of a sudden, oh, man, I'm having this issue. My you know, thyroid gland now is causing an issue with this. I think I have a problem with that. What's been going on? You eat fairly healthy. Well, yeah, but I ended up getting the shocks I had to. Or I was in the military or my company made me get it, and the list goes on the line. Remember, a lot of these injections that people got, they were completely experimental as far as to figuring out what they were going to do. It was a textbook experiment, guys. They wanted to see what was going to happen. This is why I talked to you guys the other day about the researcher that discussed DARPA. DARPA is the one who developed RNA gene therapy technology in 2011. They're the ones that started testing it in their DARPA labs. They knew what this was going to do. This is why you see certain percentages of death rates with certain lot numbers with Pfizer and Moderna much higher than others. Some of them, not even no death rates from a single lot number. Other ones, 70, 80, 90 percent you know, rates of extremely bad side effects and death on a certain lot number. Why? Because they intentionally had different doses in different materials as far as the RNA gene therapy, the RNA structure that was in there. There were different amounts. There's no other possible explanation of that whatsoever. You can't have 10,000 people that get the shot out of one lot number, and there's virtually no side effects at all other than maybe a sore arm. And then you have 10,000 people get a shot out of another lot number, supposed to be the identical shot, two different lot numbers. And the other group, 9,000 of them have severe debilitating side effects with hundreds and hundreds of deaths. And you're supposed to believe that they're the exact same product. It literally can't be from a scientific standpoint when you're starting to deal with those kind of numbers. That's why you do (laughs) clinical trials and research before you bring something to market. This is why, remember, when Trump came out and said Operation Warp Speed, if you guys recall, they stated that that was a military operation. The National Guard and the military was going to be directly involved in distributing and transporting the vaccines, as I call them, all across the country at Operation Warp Speed once they were released and produced by Pfizer and Moderna. It was a military operation. Pfizer and Moderna were the contractors for the DOD to produce these shots, and the military distributed them. This whole thing was completely and totally set up on purpose to do exactly what it's doing right now, is to experiment on the populace and see what was going to happen with them. So again, when you start seeing more lies come up and more nonsense come up, remember 
who they were and who did this with Fauci and all these guys that told you over and over and over again how you have to do this and you have to do that. It's the science. I saw that article that everybody posted the other day from The Atlantic where, oh, we need to we need to have a, you know, a, a, a olive branch extended to everybody that was wrong about the pandemic. We all we all just need to pretend that it didn't happen. So these guys, I mean, it was interesting because somebody sent me a thing the other day, and I was laughing at it because it was so true. And it was funny because he said on there, he goes, this went from we are the science, you do exactly what we say because we are science, to please forgive us. We had no way of knowing what was going to happen awful quickly. I mean, they literally told everybody, we are science. This is science. You cannot deny anything we're saying because we are science. You have to do what we tell you right now. This is this is just scientific. If you don't believe us, you don't believe science. Suddenly, to well, uh, by the way, you know uh, everything we said was wrong. So let's just extend an olive branch and you know let bygones be bygones and just pretend that all this didn't happen. And I've told you guys repeatedly, I'm not going to pretend that this didn't happen. I bring it up all the time, especially if I run into some moron that's constantly ranting and raving about how good and great they are. Now, I know a lot of people that have got shots, and they're not ranting and raving about it. They're like, oh, man, that was a bad mistake. And I don't rub that in anybody's face. Never have, never will. Because everybody makes mistakes. you got to deal with the consequences of it. But there's still a few people running around that want a virtue signal and tell everybody how great they are and how they still need to be wearing masks and how everybody needs to be embracing this and thinking it's okay guys they told you you couldn't go to church they told you you couldn't sit in the parking lot of your church and listen to your pastor on the radio because it was science they told you you couldn't go paddle boarding by yourself out in the ocean because the beaches were closed for your safety and for science they told you you couldn't keep your business open because it was science but walmart costco and sam's were wide open Black Lives Matter and Antifa terrorists were perfectly able to go ride in the streets and burn down cities, but churches weren't allowed to be open. They did all that. All these guys that are running the show, all these communists that are in power, all the banker boys that are behind it, they did all of that. And now, of course, they've again stolen numerous elections all across the country, and yet they're telling us that everything's totally okay and totally safe and totally normal. This isn't normal, this isn't okay, and this is escalating very quickly, and this country is changing very rapidly, guys, and so that's why I've continually told everybody, make sure you stay awake, alert, and prepared because things are going to start moving very, very quickly as they already have in the last two years. And at the rate we're going right now, I'm not sure how much of a constitutional republic we're going to see in the next couple of years, the way this is going. And so it's very, very important that everybody does what they need to do, stays in active shape the best they possibly can, and has whatever resources they need at their disposal to make sure they can maintain and support their own security elements in their area, in their city, in their town, in their neighborhood, wherever you live or whatever you have to do with your family. Make sure you look at those together because this right now, what I saw last night, this was a complete and total joke. I don't – I mean I guess it was probably a joke that I thought this was going to be a true election. But, I mean, just boldface telling you we ran out of paper for ballots and the ballot machines have gone down and everything's falling apart now. And it's funny because they told us a couple days ago before the election, oh, it's going to take days for us to figure out this is gonna, uh, who won. It's going to take days to figure this out. And, my golly, they made sure. They told us exactly what they were going to do. Ironically enough, 20 years ago when everything was hand-counted as basic as you could possibly make it when the internet was still in its infancy and nothing functioned on the internet, they could have the ballots count and everything done by seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. They're already rolling out numbers. Well, suddenly we've gone all fast and digital with 5g and, Oh yeah, we, we, we can't figure out how to do this now. This is, this is, this is too difficult for us. 
Give me a break if anybody buys that. Just something that everybody needs to be aware of. Also, too, in other news, I saw this continually going on right now. There's a lot of people that have been asking me as far as there's people that I've been hearing about getting the flu, getting COVID. But on the other hand, too, I don't really know who's gotten the shot and who hasn't. And this is why I've continued to tell everybody, make sure on a regular basis you're keeping up with the vitamin C and you're keeping up with your D3 levels in your body. You don't want to just take nutrients when you start getting sick and when you need them. I can't reiterate that anymore. It is crucial that you continually keep the uptake of nutrients. Remember, D3 levels go up, but if you stop taking them, D3 level goes down. Vitamin C is water-soluble. Vitamin C stays up in your body. If you continually take it, it goes down when you stop taking it. I've seen so many people that have been customers of mine over the years, and they buy supplements, and they sit on the counter. And they sit on the counter, and they sit on the counter, and then they'll start getting sick, and then they'll get sick as a dog, and then they'll start hammering the supplements, and they'll call me up and go, man, I don't know what to do. They're not working. I'm like, well, how much you been taking? Well, I've been taking this. How long have you been taking it? Well, I've been taking it for a day. You've been taking it for a day. You've been taking it for a day, and now you're calling me, asking me why it's not working. Well, shouldn't you possibly be taking it every day considering they're water-soluble? It is crucial that you continue to keep your dosage throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. Vitamin C, my personal standpoint that I've used on vitamin C that has worked very effectively, and I know a lot of other doctors and natural doctors that have done it. You take vitamin C throughout the day. I usually take vitamin C three different times throughout the day. I usually take about 2,000 milligrams three times a day. That's 6,000 milligrams a day, but it's spaced out throughout the entire day. It keeps your blood levels extremely elevated, vitamin C. That way your body stays continually strong and ready to fight anything that it may encounter. The same thing with B vitamins. I usually take B vitamins in the morning. I usually take them in the afternoon. Same thing with vitamin E. I like to keep my blood viscosity thin. makes it easier for my heart to pump blood when I'm really active. I'll take vitamin E in the morning, and I take vitamin E at night. There's a reason why a lot of the bottles we say that. Take this you know, in the morning and take it again in the afternoon to spread the dosage out. So I've gotten a lot of emails on that, and I wanted to kind of clarify that. And also, too, an update to everybody. If you guys looked on the website, it will be changing here shortly. The Purple Sticks, I know one of Ted's absolute favorites, <laughs> the Purple Sticks. Y'all voted it won. They will be going on sale as product of the week later on today. So be sure to check that out. That will be Purple Sticks on sale, the singular boxes. Now, of course, we have the three-pack specials and the case lots selling on you know on regular you know normal sale that we have active all the time but we'll have single boxes if anybody is wanting to try them for the first time it'll be a great time to grab one of those boxes right now as we'll be putting them on product of the week sale today so be sure to check that out and then continue to look and see what you want to vote for later on this week what do you think Dan? Uh, i think that was a really good segment also i'm just sitting here just enjoying listening to you and uh, I, I think you're right. The vitamin C has to be in your system all the time. Every morning I take about 3,000 milligrams. I do that first thing in the morning on an empty stomach with my purple sticks. And uh, a lot of times I'll mix the, uh, the, the acidophilus that we have, the, the one packet of 350 billion. I mix that in with the purple sticks, and then I take the vitamin C. And uh, I tell you, at night before I go to bed, I take another 3,000 milligrams. And it just really keeps you healthy. It really does. And if you do come down with COVID, like I've gotten several times, which is the pits, because you get around people who have been vaccinated, they're shedding on you. And then what it does, it allows you to recover very, very, very quickly. A lot of people are coming out now and saying that COVID was never real. It was never real anything. That's not true. It was a bioweapon. It killed a lot of people. It really did. But like Austin said, though, now they're continuing to die. 
and the COVID's not quote unquote not out there anymore, and now they're dying from the vaccinations. The funeral industry's up like twenty percent now as far as profits and, and amount of funerals they're doing. They're saying it's unprecedented. They've seen this. They said every once in a while you have one or two percent more die per year. The next year it changes again. But they said it's just up now all across the board, all across the country. And I told you they were going to do this. They were going to use the vaccines as a catalyst to massively increase the death rates, and they're going to use the vaccine as a catalyst to vastly increase the amount of infertility in the United States and globally. Remember, these clowns don't have a 10-year plan. Well, they actually do have a 10-year plan, but they've got a 20, a 50, a 100, a, you know, probably a 500-year plan because who knows how long they live. And it's just, it's just what they plan on doing all the time. It's always about usurping God's authority and, and making us think that we're just animals. That's what abortion is all about. Kill the animal. Animal's not healthy. It's the run of the litter. Kill it. Kill that little child. It's sickening what they do. It's nauseating what they do. And all these people out there who basically want to have children and who are on adoption lists who want a child, and it's very easy now if you have a child that's healthy to basically have that child adopted like immediately, even before its birth, and they'll take, the parents will take over the child at, at, at birth. And so it's going to be horrible. The, the people out there that are going to really want to have kids who try to be compliant, who've taken all these shots, including Gardasil, by the way, and all of the other things. I mean, the, the chronic fatigue that's being caused by Gardasil is mind-boggling all over the country now. And, and women are taking this. They're becoming sterile in many cases, or they're going to have problems if they ever try to have children, and they become depressed. And they start having all these issues, and they start using food for dopamine triggers, and guys do the same thing if they've taken it. And they start eating and sugar and everything else they possibly can and start gaining weight like crazy, and they stay sick all the time, and they're exhausted all the time. It's awful. But yet, this is what we do in the United States. We allow the petrochemical pharmaceutical industries controlled by the same banking cartel families to control the media, who control the food that we eat, who control the amount of drugs they push on TV. That's what's happening. And so that's why the same group, it's always the same group, does this. You know, Prager was on TV last night for Prager University. He said basically what I've been saying now for a while. If, if the United States didn't swing to Republican and conservative views last night, with all of the massive wave of the massive amount of people upset about the fuel prices, uh, if it didn't change last night, and probably primarily because of voter fraud, it's never going to change in our lifetime. So many of the people out there are hardcore liberals. I know you don't want to believe that. And quite frankly, I think they're really stupid, but I do believe they're there because they have this crazy view of life and what they want to do with their lives and how they want the government to give them everything and how you and me, if we got a job and we're working, uh, we got to support them. I've told you stories about that before. It's mind-boggling to me. It really is. You know, the opportunity for change was never stronger than it was last night. And even that wasn't enough to get people to stand around their voting machines and complain like I did last night and say no more. So it's going to be interesting. The United States has got a mess going on right now. And it's sad because if we don't, you know, see what's happening here and understand what's happening here and stand against it through the power of the blood of Jesus – uh, it's, it's, the situation is, is literally a, a mess. You know, Scott Jacobs, this is the biggest problem with the liberal mindset. And and I have a problem with this, too, because a lot of the, you know, the pastors have the same problem. And quite frankly, a lot of the, the patriots have the same problem. And I'll talk about that right now. F. Scott Fitzgerald had a quote. He said, the truest sign of intelligence is the ability to entertain two contradictory ideas simultaneously. I'm going to read that again. This is by F. Scott Fitzgerald. The truest sign of intelligence is the ability to entertain two contradictory ideas simultaneously. And what he's saying here is that it doesn't mean you believe in both the ideas. It doesn't mean you believe in one 
over the other. It just means that you can look at both of them objectively and say, well, this is what I believe. It may be part of this. It may be part of that. But it may not be down the middle like this or maybe not to the left or to the right. This is the problem that we have, isn't it, with the paradigm they've set up for us with this voting stuff. You're either a Republican or you're a Democrat. You're either with the terrorists or you're with us. You know, in the meantime, we got Klaus Schwab in the back, you know, saying to us, my 2030 little nothing. 2030 loan nothing and you'll be happy we're going to change you we're going to change your dna and everybody ignores it i mean he, he said he was going to do that and they're going to do it with the covid shot they've done it already now to all these people that have been shot up and people can't do that and, and that's why i said to you man count told me years ago if you go to the left or you go to the right all right on the republican party and the democratic party you'll get huge on radio or tv if you go down the middle and you entertain both contrary ideas contradictory ideas at the same time and you pick the best republican candidate or you pick the best democratic candidate you pick the best candidate in general and you don't allow them to push you into a paradigm in which they control you by creating additional energy by causing friction with these different candidates and you say wait a minute trump is awful all right well what did you say that yeah i said that but you know but we also some of the stuff he says is true that's that's two contradictory ideas right there you know, and, and, and you got to realize that, that you've got to be willing to call out the good with the bad. That's the two contradictory ideas we're talking about. The pastors have to do the same thing. Well, I realize the Johnson Amendment is bad and it's supposedly handicapping the churches, but I've got to stand firm to support my flock and my sheep, and I've got to protect them like I do you guys. I pray over you guys every day. I station angels around you every day. I plead the blood of Jesus over you every day. I put a hedge of thorns around you every day. And I love you guys. I really, really do. I, you guys are, you guys really are like an anchor to me. I love it being on the show with you guys every day and talking to you and coming into your home. And you know, I know all of you don't agree with everything I say or everything that Austin says. But that again is the ability, like Scott Fitzgerald says, to entertain two contradictory ideas simultaneously. A lot of you think, well, I don't agree with your view on Trump, okay? But I do agree with your view on this, okay? That's good. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's what we have to understand, that if we don't start doing that again, if we don't have the ability as a republic to stand there and go, okay, the liberals are right about this. We don't need to be using Roundup, <laughs> okay? That's a fact, right? But we don't need to be having child sex parties and grooming children in the school system. It's perverted, okay? they got to see both sides of it, and they got to say, it's not okay, it's not okay, this is not okay, this is not okay. I've told you before. My favorite president in my lifetime was John F. Kennedy. I really like John F. Kennedy. I like what he stood for. I like his meeting when he said it was they operate through covet means. Some people say covert, but he didn't say covert. He said covet. You listen to the recording. And basically there's this vast conspiracy that controls resources. Listen to him. I posted it many times on the show. I liked what he said. I liked the fact that when he's in PT-109 and it was shot up underneath him. And he lived in that atoll, that island, for a week, got his feet all cut up, rescued his men. I believe that he had epiphany. I believe he sat there and prayed to God Almighty and told God, this is my opinion, that in the event that he got out of there, that he was going to change things. And he tried. And they rewarded him by blowing his head off on national TV because he was going to do what he said he was going to do. I realize he has some pretty serious issues as far as his personal life, but I'm not even talking about that. And I'm not talking about what happened with Marilyn Monroe and all the rest of it or the other girls who came to the White House to visit him. But what I am saying is he stood against the New World Order. He stood against the international banking cartels. He stood against the press and what they were printing. He stood against the communism. He stood against Israel having nuclear weapons. He wanted to have full disclosure. 
and what was going on with Roswell and the rest of it. So he basically rattled the cage of the CIA pretty doggone hard, and they basically rewarded him with that and took his head off. So the problem with all of them, not took his head off and blew his brain up. I'm not going to get into that. You guys know what happened. But the reality is this. It's the people like Kennedy that precipitate change. It's the people like Kanye who's out there just screaming and saying, hey, this isn't okay, this isn't okay, this isn't okay, that precipitate change and wake people up. It's those types of people. By the way, we have do have some good news for you. Remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died a few years ago and when she died I, the next day, I was, in, I was in massive celebration that I don't want any letters on this. Don't you send me letters on this? And I played that song from the Wizard of Oz, Ding Dong, the Witch is Gone. Yeah. Okay. That's what that woman was. Hardcore abortionist. Hardcore liberal. And I was so excited when she was gone. And I played Ding Dong, the Witch is Gone, in tribute to her. Okay. <laughs> On this show. You guys can go back and listen to the archives. And remember I told you there was a giant splash of the lake of fire when she landed in hell? Guess what? There was another splash yesterday. I guess it was my early birthday present. <laughs> okay, it was November the 8th. <laughs> Basically, here's the deal. Giant splash last night in the Lake of Flyer. Evelyn de Rothschild, banking dynasty, dies at 91. <laughs> you say, well, that's sacrilegious. No, no, I've, I've had enough of all these guys. I'm just, I'm happy he's gone. You know, he was a London scion of the European banking dynasty. He helped Britain privatize its railroad, steel, and coal in addition of his ancestors, who helped finance the acquisition of the Suez Canal and the defeat of Napoleon. He died on Monday evening in his home on in London. He was 91, so I guess it was November the 7th. Sir Evelyn Father was the chairman and the great-great-grandfather, the founder of the N.M. Rothschilds and Son, the British bank of the family banking empire that began in the 18th century in Frankfurt, and that with its networks of couriers and spies and financial wizardry, that would be the Babylonian money magic and political alliances, spread across Europe, making fortunes and influencing the destinies of nations for over 200 years. Oh, kind of sounds like conspiracy theory. <laughs> the problem is it really happened. I've got a picture right here. And he's got King Charles before he was king. And he's standing there with King Charles, right? And this this Evelyn Rothschild, okay? He's sitting there, and he's looking at King Charles, and he's got his index finger stuck in King Charles' Charles's chest and letting him know who runs the planet. I mean, I'm looking at it. King Charles is snapped to attention, and he's basically got Evelyn Rothschild with his finger in his chest. And there's pictures, of course, of him and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, it's crazy. P people just kind of look at this stuff and they kind of forget it. But since the 1760s, when the patriarch, Amsel Rothschild, founded the dynasty in Frankfurt and sent four of his five sons, the five arrows of the family crest, to establish four more businesses in London, Paris, Vienna, and Naples, the Rothschilds have been in partnership and there's wealth has been tied to all of these different nations. And, you know, and here's the thing about this is people say, well, no, he really did. They really didn't send their five sons. Yeah, they really did send their five sons. This synagogue of Satan, this parasitic, satanic filth is what they are, has been at the core and at the pinnacle of the New World Conspiracy movement since it started about 220 years ago with the rebuilding of the Third Temple, with the rebuilding of Israel, with the rebuilding and taking of the countries as far as their wealth by the factional reserve interest system they have. This group of family weirdos have been run out of hundreds of countries in the past and told not to come back because of what they do. But that's what happened. They came back in again, and now they are, they're here. And as one generation passes and a new one takes its place, you know, they continue to keep this thing going and going and going. And there's another picture here. There's a picture of cousin Jacob with his cousin Evelyn. 
And there's a picture of Jake the Snake, which is Jacob, you know, with Prince Charles. And then Jake the Snake, Jacob, you know, is standing with the Stanic artist Marina Abramovich posing before the 19th century painting titled Satan Summoning His Legions. No, now stop, stop, stop for a second. I'm going to repeat this. He's standing, this Jacob Rothschild, he's next to check out, I hope, another splash of the lake of fire. He's standing before a painting of Satan summoning his legions with Marina Abramovich, who is a soul-cooking weirdo witch. All right? So this is the group that runs the planet. We can pretend like they don't, but they do. This is the one that controls Black Rock State Street and Vanguard. And this is the one that is poisoning the environment. This is the one that's pushing the geoengineering. This is the one that's got the giant conspiracy cover-up in the entire world and the ones who are running the voting machines directly or indirectly all over the planet. This is that group, the Synagogue of Satan. So we can pretend like, oh, no, it's just, you know, Ted's all upset again this morning. Yeah, actually, I am. I'm pretty picked. Excuse me. Pretty ticked off. I almost said a bad word. Well, kind of said a bad word. Sorry about that. But the reality is this. It's just what happened last night is not okay. But yet we're all supposed to sit here and go, oh, that's okay. Well, guess what? It's not okay to me. And all it's done is empower me. I'm going to fight that much harder on the show to tell you guys the truth of who these people are and what they do. You, my friends, my listeners, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you keep your hearts and minds in Jesus all the days of your life because he's the only hope that we have. There will never be a political solution to a spiritual rot that has taken over this planet to these weirdos. Always keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, you're spot on. I mean, this is why it's so important to be active and vocal about a lot of this stuff. I mean, this continual push to normalize this perversion in school systems is the perfect example of why it's so important to make sure people are becoming more and more vocal about what they believe. Because, quite frankly, the left is showing us that their hypocrisy knows no bounds, that they will not stop at anything to be very vocal about their perversion and what they want normalized in the schools. I mean, I forgot who it was, that one um, that one girl up in was Michigan or somewhere. I have to pull it up again just off the top of my head. She was saying how every school, there's going to be a drag queen at every school. A drag queen for every school. They're fun. They're great. They're awesome. They're fun. A drag queen at every school. Literally what she said. I have to pull it up. I'll bring it to you guys tomorrow if you guys haven't seen that. And I'll try to get it for the show. But I mean, that right there shows you how vocal they're being. So my question is this, if they can be allowed to be that vocal and they're allowed to be that belligerent about their perversion, why can't we do the same thing? I'm not saying from the physical ability to can because I don't care about censorship. I don't care about offending somebody that doesn't like me talking about perversion. I'm saying why can't we actually do it? Why are so many people scared to say anything? Why are so many people scared to say, no, 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 I'm not okay with that. That's not, that's just, that's not okay with me. I don't want my children being exposed to that. I've talked to so many people that have been frustrated with what's going on in the schools, but then they go, yeah, but I don't want to deal with having to pull them out of school and I don't want to have to go to another school. And so, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, it's really inconvenient. It really is. Doing stuff with school, I mean, it, it took me and Lana almost a year to finally get a homeschool co-op together and build what we've been doing now down here. And I'm sitting there going, it's, it's a pain in the butt. I'm not going to lie. But what's more pain in the butt? Knowing that your children for the next 5, 6, 8, 10, 12 years are going to be indoctrinated by pure and complete, utter perversion, and you're going to know it and idly sit by and watch it happen because, well, it's too inconvenient to do anything about it. Dude, children are some of the most prized, valuable assets. You can't just replace them. You can't just fix it. You can't just change things. Once, they, once they've been taught this, once they lose their innocence, once they start going down that slippery slope, 
takes a lot of work to get it back. This is why they're trying so hard, so hard in some of these really, really hardcore liberal states to normalize this behavior. Like I said, a lot of stuff down here in Florida and some of the other you know, Republican states, they've done a good job at preventing a lot of this. But some of these states out in California and stuff, I mean, they're completely out of control. If you've got kids out there, if you're still living out there, if you've got children – I encourage you, look at exit strategies and look at different options that you can do in these situations because I promise you, it's not going to get better as long as people keep sitting idly by and go along with it. So thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth out there. Thank you for standing up for what you believe. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. We thank you so much for the support of our website, of our company, getting your highest quality supplements, even if it's just your toothpaste. It takes care of this show, and it keeps pushing the fight out. So thank you for the support. And be sure to check out the Purple Sticks. They will be on sale as product of the week. Y'all voted. It won. Great product. Dad loves them. I know a lot of customers that love them. Really good alternative to using caffeine products, and it's much more convenient and much healthier because it doesn't strip a lot of nutrients out of your body like heavy uses of coffee and caffeine and you know other energy drinks do. It actually puts natural vitamins back in your system, including methylated B12. So be sure to check that out and read about it on the website at healthmasters.com and call us if you need anything at all. 1-800-726-1834. We still pick up our phone here at healthmasters.com. So thank you again. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow, as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>